The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. We have a lengthy letter from listener Tommy and a bunch of game news before we dive into Respawn's Apex Legends and the Division 2 private beta. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now is a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash patreon yeah the much smaller url i'm really surprised i remembered that without thinking about it at all i put you you on the spot you really did you looked a little surprised there (laughs) i was like am i saying the right thing as it's coming out of my mouth i'll write it down this time so i can say it's a good idea yeah (laughs) worst case scenario you'll be giving to a different patreon probably not yeah i i know that's the domain i own so if that didn't work yeah, and as always, much like Tommy's, we do appreciate your feedback as well, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Uh, the Horror Movie Yearbook just put out an episode about The Lost Boys, the classic vampire flick from oh, the yeah, 80s. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that one. I'm sure there's lots of talk about an oiled shirtless Tim Capello <laughs> playing a saxophone in the <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, Seems like a vampire thing to do. Yeah, it's. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if most of the runtime of that episode is about Tim Capello, but that's good. So, check out horror movie yearbook quality content. Right on. Uh, do you want to do feedback or what we've been playing? Uh, let's go with feedback first. All right, cool. So here is the letter from Tommy. Hello, boys. Gladish's most recent feedback inspired me to get back into the email game. Congrats on your 100th episode. Cheers to 100 more. Speaking of the G-Man, he's definitely convinced me to get Vampire. I pronounce it Vampire because I'm a freaking nerd. <laughs> I'll keep seeing it on, I keep seeing it on Steam with a curious eye and will certainly snag it once it's on some kind of sale. I don't have a most anticipated game, but I do want to try Metro Exodus and Resident Evil 2. The RE2 demo made me thirsty for more, and I really like the first two Metro games. Here are some bullet points. I have Bendy and the Ink Machine on the Switch. I got this game at GameStop a while ago because it looked different than what I usually play, and the art style looks fun. The game sucks. I'm not having fun <laughs> with it. The controls are very stiff. The combat is clunky, and everything is yellow. So much yellow. The story has hints of Bioshock in it, but that's hardly enough to keep my interest. I'll get through it someday, but not anytime soon. The one good thing about it is it is the very effective Bendy jump scares. Who knew cardboard could be so frightening? <laughs> Anthem. I think I'll pass on it for now until I hear great things. The bugs are ironed uh, until I hear great things. The bugs are ironed out, and enough of the boys are playing it together. Since I can't be bothered to research anything online, the internet is a scary and terrible place. I thought I should ask you guys: Is this a single-player game? It sounds like there is a campaign slash story, but aren't you also playing with other people? Is there no PvP? We'll get into that. We'll answer his questions at the end here. Yeah. Uh, EA Part 2. I bought Mass Effect Andromeda in, on PS4 because it was on sale for $8. It's totally worth it. The game is a lot more fun than I expected, and the story is probably my favorite part so far. I like exploring, scanning, shooting, and the interspecies flirting in my video games, and this one serves them all. The story is cool so far because everything is shrouded with a balanced amount of mystery 
I play the other Mass Effects and love them all, so I have an idea of where the story is going, but the smaller details in between the story have me reading the logs, helping folks, and making Andromeda great again. The glitches, or quote-unquote features, as we call them in the industry, are hilarious, and the facial <laughs> animations can be terrifying at times. The dialogue <laughs> is wince-worthy. It makes me wish Joss Whedon never became fo- popular. <laughs> All that aside, I'm having a blast with this game and will continue as far as my attention will allow me. Your little Star Wars games, in the words of Kylo Kylo Ben, I think he meant Kylo Ren, but he said Kylo Ben. Sure. But his I name mean, is Ben. I mean, it does ben. work. He yeah. probably said it on purpose. It's time to let old things die. Snoke, Skywalker, the Sith, the Jedi, the Rebels, let it all die. And then you'll reply with, but Tom... <laughs> What about the open world Jedi Academy and my Boba Fett spinoff? It's all <laughs> EA's fault. Making games shouldn't be this complex. Can't they just make a good game? Kylo Ben, no, no. You're still holding on. Let go. And finally, we go back to Destiny or Siege and forget <laughs> the whole thing ever happened. I have a ton more stuff to say, but I imagine John is sweating and tripping over every other word. Sorry, buddy. So I'll wrap it up. I haven't gotten around to Red Dead Online yet. Once I do, look out for this cowboy on Wednesdays. Keep up the great work, Tom. P.S. John, don't waste your money on Udemy. It's mostly a scam. There's a reason that all their courses are $150 but are always 90% off. You can get all this information and resources on YouTube, LinkedIn, Learning, and Stack Overflow. I found out the hard way. Good to know. Right on. Uh, So let's shoot back to that uh, Anthem question. Okay, so Anthem is is a co-op PvP, I'm sorry, PvE game, essentially. There is no PvP at launch, but they may add it later on. So there is no competitive aspect other than just having better scores and stats than everyone else. At the end of every, like, excursion and thing that you go on, you do get scored with experience points. The people who do better get more points than everyone else. So that gives you some kind of competitive edge with your friends if you're playing with friends or the, you know, the blueberry that you're playing with otherwise. Um, but yeah, I think it's all about just having cooler shit than the people you're playing with. Well, and so part of his question is, is it a single player game? It sounds like there's a campaign slash story, but aren't you also playing with other people? You can play all of the missions solo if you wish. Uh, you cannot. It's hard as fuck solo. <clears throat> like it is it, it legitimately like you can get easily swarmed by enemies if you're playing by yourself and to a point where it, you don't know how to keep up. That does happen. You also get bonuses for playing with other people. If and you pair up with partners and friends or whatever, you get experience bonuses. You get better loot the whole bit. So. There is matchmaking for it, too. So it will throw you in with a group of other people if you don't have a group of people that are playing it necessarily. Yeah. But uh, uh, Unless you're doing a raid, then there's no match. Oh, no, wait. That's different. <laughs> Um, the raids do have matchmaking. In so, and the thing is, I don't think the demo, like you got to talk to maybe three people in the social area, right? This time around. Uh, yeah. Like for the demo, for the like demo. three or four so people, it was hard to get a good feel for like what really will be story, but there's certainly a story there. And like the gameplay itself gave me very heavy mass effect vibes. So I think it'll be something he would like, but the dialogue is actually good. If he could get I through think. mass effect Andromeda, I think he will like Anthem. Unless maybe they patched a different story into Mass Effect Andromeda. I don't to make know. It I better. haven't checked in in four years or whatever. Yeah. I would, I would say the combat is actually Andromeda's strong point. Yes. Yeah. And I think Anthem takes a lot yeah. from that. Anthem too. feels better. It's just more mm-hmm. fluid feeling. Yeah. Um, the flying mechanic's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, feels a little wonky on a mouse. We figured out why. But Tom, since you have a PC that you play on, just note that we will most likely be pl- all playing on PC. Yes. And yeah. Brian and I have the EA Origin Premium Access, which is 100 bucks a year. And if you think about it, if you spend, like, if you buy two games made by EA, you're spending, like, $120 a year. So take that $20 cut 
bonus and invest in the premium and you can play anything that EA releases all year long for free, essentially. Well, not free, but yeah. whatever. Like, so you basically like, pay for one ultimate edition of a game and you get to play everything EA has made. If that Jedi Fallen Order game comes out this year, you might get it. Yeah. But maybe not. The However, vault. you can also just pay $15 for a month of it, which is what I'm going to do. And yeah. Then yeah. I'll put it down. Maybe pay, pay another 15 if that Jedi Fallen Order game comes out. But The vault, the uh, like backlog of software that they give you for free to use while you're signed up is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. And I think the Burnout Remaster's in there. Yeah, it's got that. It has all the Madden and FIFA games. Dead uh, Spaces. Dead Space. It has Mirror's Edge, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yep. Uh, all Pillar, the Pillars all of the Eternity. Mass Effect games, yep. including Andromeda. Yeah. Uh, Dragon's Age. All the Dragon's Age games are in there. Yep. Yeah. So it, it has a, an elaborate a lot of value. catalog in getting this premium access. Plus, you get access to betas and things. Like, you know, we, we got into the private beta before the public one went out so yeah. that was cool yeah or the other thing is they also have the ten dollar per month tier which gives you 10 hours of any game any new game that comes out i thought it's like five bucks a month i, I think, think it's ten dollars five i'm gonna look it up i'm pretty sure it's five yeah or 30 for a year if 30 for a year uh, i don't know i don't think that's the case i think it's 60 for a year or ten dollars a month or something like that. Anyway, there's a lower tier which gives you 10-hour trials of the games when, like, before they even come out. I think you'll get t- a 10-hour trial of Anthem, uh, like on the 15th with all of the premium people. <clears throat> um, and then it also gets you discounts on stuff that you purchase through Origin as well. So, the Titanfall games are in there as well. Yeah, yeah. So you could play some Titanfall. Titanfall Two has seen a little bit of a. Uh, Resurgence. It's five bucks a month for the regular plan. Like really, the, the basic. And you you yeah. still get access to the vault. You right? get access to most me, of it. I'll go back. It's it's five bucks a month or thirty dollars per year. And let me click back. I thought it was ten. Hmm. Fuck. No, because I used to do it on Xbox. I used to do it on. Uh, that's what I played Andromeda through. I only uh, gave you actually like forty five minutes. They of did. The story. They have changed it. Um, you do. You get ten hour trials of any upcoming. Uh, early access to upcoming games, 10-hour trials, uh, an evolving collection of games. Currently, 176 are available to basic members, and 183 are available to premium members, and you get 10% off all Origin purchases. Yeah, so there's options to not pay full price for Anthem if you wanted to jump in with it. Because we're, I mean, John, for, for John Brian, and myself month. will probably be playing this game quite a bit from the 15th onward but after that who knows we'll yeah, have to see what for, they do for five bucks to get 10 hours access like to the game which is what you would probably get out of it with a normal working schedule and renting a game for five bucks exactly. like yeah. it, it, it would be worth it to just give it a shot so that's our recommendation i i think the game's cool enough that i would love to play it with other people so uh i i yeah I, i'm a fan i can't wait it come we get to play it next week yeah which valentine's awesome. day <clears throat> yeah that's exciting i'm not going anywhere for valentine's day although just, i'll uh, either. i guess I'll, I'll be, be playing anthem i'll yeah. be playing crackdown 3 if it is indeed a video game i might boot Does that it come up out that day too? oh yeah it's on it's on xbox game pass day one on oh, the 15th yeah i'm an idiot i bought game pass when it was on sale over um christmas break and then you sold your xbox yeah, but I was like, there's a bunch of PC games on here. There's not that many PC games. It's all the first-party stuff. It's all the Forza games, which the, you already well, bought. Well, no, for it's some not, reason. though. That's why I'm really pissed. It's, For, it's Forza 7 be. isn't on there. 
and I was and I was counting on it being on there when I was selling my Xbox. That's weird. I thought I still it wanted was. to play it. <clears throat> but, no, anyway. but but Horizon uh, three and four are on there. Crackdown will be on there. Yeah, yeah. If it okay. is a game, it might just be a movie when you boot it up. Well, they did get Terry Crews. Maybe it's just a two-hour <clears throat> visual experience. I'm signed up for that. That's good. So for a two-hour Terry Crews visual experience, yep. I mean that seems worth it. <laughs> uh, I was going to look just something him flexing up. his pecs in your for, face for yeah, like two hours in that crackdown costume then, yeah. that they gave him, screaming occasionally, yelling, <laughs> yelling at you <laughs> inspirationally, maybe riding a horse. I might enjoy that more than the actual game. <laughs> What if that's you're just using the joysticks to like tweak his pecs? <laughs> it's like the Mario 64. Yeah, like, yeah, where you can screen, like where you can move, move his mo- face yeah. and stuff, but it's, it's Terry, Terry Crews' pecs. pecs. So if you move it in a circle, his nipple just goes around. Yeah, exactly. It's like you you can pinch and then like pull and like drag around. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, that seems worth the money to me. I don't know. That sounds I don't more. Think, uh, I don't think Terry Crews would appreciate that. He had that whole like Me Too thing. Uh, who going knows? On. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if it was something he knowingly entered into, I just know I, I wouldn't mean, want Terry Crews to kick my ass. Oh no. yeah, that's true. So, uh, what have you got? What are you? What are you looking at? You got other stuff? I don't know. I thought I had a thing I was looking up, and then I was talking. So did I Nick can't send remember. you secret feedback? No, not right now. Okay, unfortunately, sneaky bastard. Uh, I've been playing some stuff. What have you been playing? I beat Resident Evil Two with Leon and Claire since oh, last both? week. Yes. Oh shit! I thought you only beat it with one. No, so I got through it with Leon. I I stayed up until four in the morning last night to oh, beat it with shit. Claire. Yeah. So uh, it was rough. The the Claire second run. So the way the game works, I don't know if I said this or not last time. Originally, the first game came with two discs. There was one for Leon and one for Claire, and you could start the game with either one. And then after you beat it, you could go back and play a B run with the other character, which was supposedly what the other character was doing while you were playing the first part of the game. Yeah. Uh, it kind of works that way here. They don't do as good of a job of like making the two runs complement each other. There are some places where you fight the same boss and it doesn't quite make the same sense. Okay. Because you're doing it in the same area and stuff like that. But there are also some exclusive bosses on either side as well. So that's cool. But um, no, that game is fantastic. It's really good. Everybody should play it. Uh, I, I would like to play it. The The one thing I think I forgot to talk about last time was that the map in the game is fantastic because it will tell you, it'll shade a room blue if you've gotten all the items and everything out of it, but it will shade a room red if there's still something for you to do in it. Interesting. If you go up to a door and you can't open it because it's like one of the suited keys, like a club or heart or diamond key, or like there's uh, chains around it, it will document on the map what kind of door it was so that you can come back to it later and you don't have to like search for it. Right. Um, If you see an item, like if you look at an item and know it's there, it will put it on the map. And even if you don't pick it up, so you will know, oh, I have shotgun shells sitting in this room if I really want to go back and get them, like if if your inventory is full or something like that. Yeah. So the map is fantastic. That That is really cool, but I'm guessing the original game didn't have that. It didn't do any of that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, in some ways that can be part of the fun. Is that an option you can turn off? Potentially. I don't know if in the hardcore map. So there, there's, there's three tiers. There's assisted, normal, and hardcore. And in hardcore... Uh, the hardcore map's just a crude drawing in sand. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, you have to draw it yourself yeah. with the trackpad on the PS4. <laughs> no. Oh god. Um, 
I forgot that that thing existed. So the the normal in the normal mode, uh, Resident Evil's pretty famous. The first few for saving with typewriters, and yeah. you used to have to have ink ribbons. Right. Well, that's not true in the normal mode, but in the hardcore mode, you do have to find ink ribbons. So that's fun. Um, but on top of that, maybe they change how the map works in that too. I'm not sure. Um, but no, it, it's it's quite good. The other thing I was going to say, there's a lot of quips when your characters are aiming at zombies where they're just disgusted by what the zombies look like. Or like, like Leon will be like, oh, fuck. And like, <laughs> Claire's just like, ugh. And like all the, and, and, and they just kind of, they'll keep going a little bit as long as you're like aiming at one of them. And it's really funny to, like, I almost laughed every time Leon would say, like, comment on the... No, that's really unique, because normally there's just, like, this, like, scream of terror from, like, characters, and, and, you know, it's a pretty common trope in, like, any zombie movie. Like, rarely do they actually, like, take the time to look at it and be like, oh my god, that's disgusting. No, so it's it's really unique and and funny. That's Uh, awesome. And and good. I thought it was quite good. But no, it's great. Um... I don't know if I'll put too much more into it. I know there's two other characters you can play as if you unlock everything. Ooh. Ada? Um, no, Hunk and Tofu okay. are the two. Hunk Hunk is like an umbrella agent, and he has like a strict time limit on his scenario, I believe. Okay. You have to get through the game in like under four hours, I think. That's interesting. I got through it in, I think, eight and then six. Eight with Leon, six with Claire. Oh, your time is improving. <laughs> the other one is Tofu. He's so, a block of tofu. He's literally a block of tofu. He sits in the fridge and for eight hours. In the original game, you could only get a knife with him. So you could only knife the zombies if you wanted to, to fight them at all. So in this one, because the knives are expendable, like they have durability to them, you get an inventory full of knives, I think. <laughs> and the other thing that I just learned was that it was a block of tofu because they were testing the collision detection was it really in the original game yes it is literally <laughs> like a human-sized block of tofu I thought, I thought that was a joke and and it was like when the game <clears throat> first came out originally people were like oh man this is a funny weird thing but then like apparently in the intervening years they revealed like oh yeah we needed a box that would represent the hitbox for the character so that we could so understand they, and then they made a model when the zombies would would actually attack so we just made it this white block and it kind of looked like tofu so we called it tofu gladish wants a tofu speed run <laughs> I, I never even played tofu in the original game so i should do it for this one but you have to beat the fourth survivor you mode, should stream that mode. i should i should um other than that i did buy wargroove the i heard it was super buggy i haven't had many bugs in it but okay. i've only played like maybe five or six missions which tend to be up to a half an hour long um each even longer than that yeah like uh, apparently they Damn, get that's longer. some like shining force shit well here's the thing it is much more advanced wars than it is shining force or fire emblem yeah so you have like one commander that is your like u- character unit that you follow in the story and then in the maps you can use a barracks to like pay gold to get knights and archers and pikemen and and uh you know different like a traditional strategy game yes so it's a little bit more like that your units have health if they get attacked they will only be able to do damage proportionate to the health that they have there's certain conditions which you can get critical attacks so it's a strategy it's a strategy like almost rpg kind of game but uh, it's got a little bit more of the you know 
traditional strategy game to it so it's good it just seems like it's going to get very hard and there's not really checkpoints in the missions yeah so you could get 45 minutes into a mission and find out that you're kind of screwed because they decided to throw some reinforcements at you or something like that so yeah and this is published by the company who did uh what's uh stardew valley no right it's starbound i think not developed i thought i'm not sure maybe i'm pretty sure stardew valley had something to do with it somewhere in there but basically like i think kotaku had talked about how uh this this company is basically going for the throat on all these oh. old like Nintendo franchises. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So they did Starbound, Stardew Valley, and Wargroove. Yeah, there, there three. So, which is kind of funny. And I'd, I'd be interested rain. to see like what else they end up doing. Yeah, they actually developed Starbound and Wargroove, and as you said, they published uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, so because Stardew Valley was just one guy, I think. Yeah. If you are itching for an advanced war style game. Uh, it certainly will scratch that itch. And it's um, 20 bucks. 20 bucks on Switch. It's also on PC. I think it's coming to PS4 later. May or may not be on Xbox. And isn't there... You can play against your friends, right? I believe so. Are and they doing cross-play? I think there's cross-play with everything right now. Currently. Yes, okay. but the PlayStation version isn't out. So Yeah, because they don't want to play nice. Yeah, they play knows. somewhat nice, and then they get sassy. Yes, exactly. So um, Gladish says you should stream Resident Evil Two in general. Just stream it. You uh, every time you play, you should. You stream. know what? That's the thing is, I think they might have. Uh, I think they have some of it blocked. Like I think oh, to some like of prevent it, spoilers and stuff. Yeah, so I'd I'd have to circumvent it by changing things around. But yeah, I really should. It, it, it's a it, it's Just a fun point, streaming game. Point your webcam at the TV. <laughs> That's that's old screener style. Yeah. 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 But no, I think that's about it. Set up your handy cam in your coat jacket. <laughs> Make sure someone's shaking the webcam mm-hmm. occasionally. I'll have people walk in front of the screen a couple yeah. times mm-hmm. and screaming loudly yeah. into the microphone. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Brian. Um, I mostly, I just had my Switch with me over this last weekend, so I played some more uh, Diablo 3 on Switch. It works right so good on Switch. Yeah. Like, the they they changed how the inventory works and stuff, and, they and like, where the, the uh, interface is and stuff to give you more room on the screen. That's cool. Um, and Is that different than the Xbox and PS4 version, do you know, or no? I... I th- uh, from what I remember, I think it is different okay. as far as the inventory and stuff goes. Because like there's they did certainly further less real improvements. Um, yeah, um, but it, I mean, it runs well. Like I haven't seen any sort of like slowdowns in it, so it's just nice, more Diablo fun, but portable. Can you play but, the PC version with a gamepad? No. no, no, they never patched that in. They did and that. honestly, I I went back and I played the PC version, and um, I think. Like it, it works really well on a controller, but I think I actually prefer the mouse a little more. Yeah, just just because of like inventory stuff and whatnot, yeah. menus and. But um, yeah, it's it has like uh, the same online functionality and stuff. Like you can play seasons and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. You can play adventure mode immediately instead of having to play all the way through the campaign, which is cool for people like me that have already played the game several yeah. times. And what's the difference between adventure mode and the campaign? Um, they it opens up the whole like the full maps for every act. 
Okay. And, and like there's locations and you can just like warp to the locations like using the whatever they're called. I don't remember. Okay. Um, and they will have like every day they have like different uh, bounties on like certain monsters or certain objectives to complete and you can get uh, specific like crafting resources and stuff through that. Interesting. It's like an end game thing that they made up. Just to like get... that wasn't in the game at all when it launched. Okay. Originally, but it was to kind of keep yeah. people in the game. And... Yeah, like that and the seasons and stuff they've added over time, um, and the, the Nephilim rifts, which are like one-off dungeons that yeah. are randomly generated. Those are pretty fun. Like I had one the other day that was all just like cow people attacking me and it had this really weird like psychedelic banjo music (laughs) nice um yeah so i don't know it's it's mindless fun though can't make money off the real real money auction house anymore though that's not a thing no they got rid of that for the better honestly yeah the game was better after that i know there were some people that funded their blizzard purchases (laughs) purchases <laughs> using the real money auction yeah and other people felt like they had to buy shit from there because the, like loot didn't drop as much as it used as it does now too yeah um what else did i play on the switch uh i played river city ransom randomly because i had never played that nintendo game mm. uh, i don't think i have either it kind of reminds me of like a shittier streets of rage <laughs> I think that was the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously it's older. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was okay. That's good. Right on. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it other than what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I haven't played anything other than like Solitaire. <laughs> of course, How's Rainbow Six Siege. And Siege, but Solitaire. How's the DLC in Solitaire? Uh, it's pretty awful. Um, Is there any, and what's the meta like? The, the, a lot of people using the it, Knights. Uh, it tracks Knights, all of your Kings. game stats. Like, I have, like, the Microsoft <laughs> Solitaire on my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> and it tracks all your game stats, and it's just kind of, like, disappointing when, like, you keep losing games, and mm-hmm. they keep stacking up, and then you're just like, then okay, so I have an 8% win rate. <laughs> you like, reset your stats? Yeah, it's pretty awful. My high score, I think, was 5,773 in a match that took two minutes and 18 seconds. There was a point in my teenage years where I was very cool, so I played a lot of solitaire, <laughs> and um, I got to the point with Windows XP solitaire where I was starting to get bugs. Like, I would get dealt three black kings or five aces <laughs> and things like that. Like, it was very strange. I actually have screenshots of these on my photo bucket account still. Somehow. Weird, um, but yeah, it was really weird. Right on, you Let's broke s- solitaire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how, but I did. It's just like breaking Grand Theft Auto, which I've talked about. I think random number generators are broken in general. So when the the deck actually shuffles, like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. shuffle naturally by any means. No. So, uh, anyways, let's hit some news. All right. <clears throat> this was uh, two weeks ago, roughly. Uh, Epic declared war on Steam today. Uh, <laughs> well, but two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago. Uh, Metro Exodus has jumped ship from Steam to the Epic uh, Epic Game Store. And uh, I think it's $10 cheaper than people who had pre-ordered it on Steam. Yeah. And everyone on Steam who pre-ordered it still is still able to get the game because they pre-ordered it. Yeah, they are it. going to fulfill pre-orders, but you cannot you purchase the game or pre-order it anymore. Yeah, and you can't get $10 discount. On Steam. 
So the entire Steam community who had pre-purchased Metro Exodus is very, very unhappy. <laughs> they uh, they review bombed it. Yeah, hard. Sounds about right. Game's not out yet. But uh, the dev came out and said straight up that if it underperforms on PC, it just won't come out on PC for future releases. So. Yeah, and I think they walked it back a little bit because they were like, that was someone's opinion, but that's not the company's opinion or something like that. I don't know. Obviously, it's like, yeah, if a game doesn't do well, they have to reevaluate. But I mean, the original Metro game, I believe, came out on PC long before it came out on any sort of consoles. Are you talking Metro 2033? Metro 2033, okay. yeah. I thought that the first... was like an Xbox exclusive. No. Like a 360 exclusive. But What I know is, again, I think I've stated this in the past, that I'm kind of tired of having to have so many different accounts for different things all the fucking time. And I know it's good to have competition, and you 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 as a consumer benefit from competition in the sense that the companies bring prices down and it's better for you but it's also just highly inconvenient and part of what made steam so awesome much like itunes in the sense of convenience is that everything was all in one spot and i mean when i when i bought my iphone the first iphone and i had itunes on my iphone <laughs> I was buying CDs regularly because yeah. it was so much more convenient to just hop on there, click purchase, than it was to go and try and BitTorrent it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it not, it's not convenient to have to keep switching accounts and signing into this account or that account. And, you know. You just got to use a password manager. That's your own fault. I do use a password manager. How do you always forget your passwords? Because at times the... The Chrome has issues loading certain pages and things. I have to clear all my cookies and cache and everything, and it wipes out all the passwords. The, well, then you're not That's using not a, a password, manager. password manager. You're using Chrome to manage your passwords. Which is not very good. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. So, I mean, uh, to me, I, I don't know. Maybe I've drank the Kool-Aid, and I no longer care that I could have... Like, I have the Twitch installer on my... Twitch has a storefront. In case yeah, you know. I have that, I have that because too. They you give get away free games. Amazon Prime games through that, and you know, good ones too. You got the, yeah, you got the Epic Store. You got your Origin and your UPlay and your Steam. There's the Bethesda one that I'm sure I'll end up getting when Fallout Seven comes out. Oh, yeah, I, that, like, I have that too. It's, I don't know, it's a shitty future we live in. But you know what? It's like a, it's like people say, competition is good. This right now, it's good that uh, A4 or the Metro developer, I think that's their name. It's good that they have the competition to go to another store in order to force Steam to be better at actually giving good uh, payouts on the games yeah. and things like that. Like, I think eventually it's a good thing like i think i think in the long run it will be better for everybody that there are different things but you know at some point somebody like you know i buy games on playstation that i can only get on playstation so i gotta have a playstation at least in this case you can have one pc that can have access to all of these stores right if i could play my xbox and have access to steam and origin and all of that stuff that would be sweet it's not the case, but with the PC, at least you have one machine that can access games from all of these different providers rather than, like, EA's got a console, and 
Ubisoft's got a console and Google's got their stream box and like all of that type of stuff. So right. In the end, I think it's a force for good. There might be some growing pains, but why don't you just save your password? Like, rem- like click the remember me thing. So it just uh, auto logs so, in some origins really bad with that. Yeah, I actually. do, but it doesn't always stay logged in or whatever. Uh, it doesn't always remember. Yeah. It, it sometimes it, it kicks you, but yeah. So, uh, there was this really weird message on the steam store for Metro that said, notice later today, sales of Metro Exodus will be discontinued on Steam due to, due to a publisher decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store. <laughs> the developer and publisher have assured us that all prior sales of the game on Steam will be fulfilled on Steam, and Steam owners will be able to access the game in any future updates or DLC through Steam. We think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam customers that were expecting it to be available for sale through the February 15th release date, but we were only recently informed of the decision and given limited time to let everyone know. So, very weird situation, but man, we're seeing a lot of a lot of articles that are just like, this is going to be exclusive to Epic, and that's weird. Maybe all you'll need to have is an Epic Store account, John. I don't know, man. I'm just... It's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, does does it does the Epic Store even have a launcher? Or is it all through the web? No, it, it's got a launcher. Yeah. Okay. Because you just... you had to use the downloader to bring out like you download Fortnite and I downloaded Subnautica or whatever, and I didn't have I don't have an Epic launcher. It just downloaded Subnautica for free. What? I don't know how that happened. I don't, yeah, I don't know, know how that works. It's running in the background, probably. You yeah, even it's notice. just like his UPlay situation. Probably. It's I don't the know. it's yeah. There is an Epic game launcher that you would use to download Fortnite. Okay. But yeah. Since you probably didn't play Fortnite on your PC. I think you did for like two seconds. Then well, it's on there. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, next story. Yep. Xbox One console exclusive revealed launches day one on Game Pass this year. Uh, also exclusive to Epic on PC. Yeah. Um, My favorite down, thing about this is that the title of the game isn't in the title for the news story. What is the game? It's called Operencia: The Stolen Sun. I think you posted this. I posted that. it. Oh, did you? Because I found it interesting that there's an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is... Uh, it's going to be similar to Wizardry and the Bard's Tale and Eye of the Beholder, so some form of like dungeon crawling D and D esque sort of game. Um, cool. Which I know I know you're into, Brian. So. I believe it was revealed during the kind of funny game studio showcase. Is what I what I believe I remember. This and isn't loading, so we're never going to watch. The trailer it. doesn't exist. Let's try and open it up on YouTube. So, no, it looks cool. It's got a very cool visual style. Graphics look very nice. Um, It seems... Oh, I don't know what's going on, though. It looks like... Uh, It it is a first-person grid-based It it reminds me of Legend of... Grimrock. Grimrock, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Or... uh, Kind of. Not Kingsfield, necessarily, but... Yeah, I mean, the original Eye of the Beholder was like this. Yeah. Okay. That looks cool. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. Very cool graphical... You know, inter- like it just looks looks very pretty. It's also going to be on uh, the Xbox Game Pass, I believe. 
thing. Yeah, there. that's what that's what it said at the top. As long the, as I can play the PC version, said that would be great. Said it in the title. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> doesn't true. doesn't give you the Sorry. title of the game, but it tells you it'll be in the game pass. <laughs> so that's neat. All the pertinent information. A reason to own an Xbox, maybe. It's yeah, interesting. Or a PC. A PC. Yeah. Well, I mean, Legend of Grimrock was pretty cool. I don't know if you ever played that, but it's usually on sale for like yeah. Steam sales. I think I own it, but I don't think I. I, ever I have it. it, so if you like, if you didn't like, you could play it on my stuff. But it's uh, it's cool to see like the, it's it's a very old school throwback to those kind of games. Yeah, but with like next gen graphics. Well, when you know? it popped up, all of those enemies on screen with life bars like standing in front of you, like you're fighting. Like in a like well, they, a, just, they had the party. Your party's yeah, on the yeah. right hand side. They I, had a timeline of whose attack is coming up next on the left side. As like, he was moving around the world, I didn't really notice the people on the right side. Ooh. But then in the battle screen, I was like, "Oh man, that's like an actual like yeah active turn, time turn battle turn base." Yeah, yeah, it's cool because those games were like that. They had that sort of like active ATB system, like Final Fantasy did. But then it also had adventuring aspects, much like yeah. Mist or those point and click adventure games. So yep. yeah, yeah, they're cool. Legend, I'm Legend of Grimrock was hard. I it's didn't a get really very fucking far hard game. game. Yeah, hmm. it's cool though. It's like it every every playthrough seemed different because I think it's all randomly generated. Yeah. like interesting. I I hope this game's actually a little easier to get into. We but shall I see. Do like that style yeah, later we'll, this year. We'll give it a shot. All right, Brian. This was yours. Yeah, this was weird. So I thought it was worth talking about. <laughs> um, Fortnite had an in-game marshmallow concert. And is, the Kotaku article says, and it was actually pretty great. Yes. Could, uh, one of the, which Kotaku? This was, was Riley McLeod. Yeah, he uh, attended in-game apparently and gave his impressions on it. And uh, I don't know, it sounded pretty wild. Like basically, I guess there was a certain time during the game where um, like or like a certain event you could join. Yeah, it was called there was the like menu. a showtime mode. Yeah, I think yeah. was the game mode was that a, was available. A certain mode um you could join weapons were disabled because I think in previous times when they tried stuff similar to this they were not disabled and, and people, people screwed would die. it. Yeah. screwed it up for everyone. Um uh yeah, I can't say I really care about marshmallow, but yeah, I, don't I know like this concept it's interesting to me i hope they kind of do more of it well now that gamers don't ever want to leave or go anywhere or do anything much millennials like don't want to leave supposedly um, well and it also well, they can't afford to do anything because well, we don't have any money so like our concerts are all going to be shown through Fortnite. you're also on. the the i mean the main age group for Fortnite is well below the group of people that would be able to get into a club that Marshmallow's playing probably right but now yeah. he's got well, this a way, shitload of fans they that can are all... steal their parents opioids and do those at home <laughs> and then watch a concert on their TV while they OD sounds great John uh, Mar- we don't condone that Marshmallow actually listed Pleasant Park on his tour schedule uh, Pleasant That's Park ridiculous. was the location in the Fortnite world that he played. It, it said United States, but didn't have an actual uh, city and state on it. So, um, no, I think it's cool. I think it's red. Some of the there's a there's a gift down here. Yeah, it looked like. It, so, so he's a DJ, right? Yeah, he's a yeah, DJ. Yeah. So he just got on Fortnite and plugged in his headset or his his MacBook Pro to his headset. Uh, microphone and hit play well and the cool and he probably got paid an obscene amount of oh, money yeah. to do that oh yeah but the other thing is he also like um he did interact with the crowd a little bit like the article says he was asking people to like do their favorite emotes or clap and like stuff like that so 
it seemed like he was probably there doing something <laughs> as much as he does at a concert as a DJ. No offense to anybody who's a DJ out there, but oh, full of, full of offense <laughs> for sure. The views of John Morrell do not. Anyway, um, the it, but it, it just seemed like a cool experience for everybody to have, and I think it would be fun. What if they like premiered some movie or something that everybody could go watch in a big drive-in on Fortnite or like things like that, like. That kind of thing always seems like it could be really independent cool. movie releases in Fortnite. Yeah, that's entirely <laughs> drive possible. your shopping cart up, park in it. <laughs> yep. I feel like when VR is more widely adapted uh, or adopted, sorry, um, this kind of thing will be awesome. Yeah, I and there are they were some like, things on Steam that do that. Like, there's this. I think it's called the Wave or something. I downloaded. I never tried it out, but it they have scheduled like like electronic music like cool. concert things and you go in VR and just like hang out there. Well, there's the other um the promise of the Oculus, I think, like one of the non PC connected Oculi was the idea that you would be able to pay money to have a front row seat at a basketball game and things like that. <laughs> like I rat- just imagine there being like one of those robot things. Yeah. Like uh yeah, it's Jack, your place. Jack Nicholson sitting next to like a f- 70 camera array that's on a stick. You well, can look next to him and he's just staring at It's those. actually just a, a, a Johnny Five unit. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, but no, I mean, I think there could be really cool VR stuff. Fortnite VR. You heard it here first. Sweet. Next. Yep. Microsoft wants to bring Xbox Live cross-platform gaming to Android, iOS, N- Nintendo Switch, and more. This, for they, they announced this a while ago, but they're actually releasing the dev kit for this stuff in the next month or so. Yeah, they, I think this got kind of scraped from a GDC announcement that then went blank after somebody noticed it on the internet. And uh, you already have to log into Minecraft on your Switch through Xbox Live. So it is kind of a thing that's in some kind of function. but It just uh, says and more. I don't see PlayStation on there. <laughs> yeah, not yet. But, you know, it uh, it seems interesting. Like, it, it, I guess the idea here is that, okay, it brings your friends list along. You can get achievements for Switch games and iOS games and things like that. You know, because the whatever, the game center on iOS never really hit. And that mm-hmm. was meant to be something similar. Um, but yeah, the GDC scheduling website had a thing that said Xbox Live is one of the largest, most engaged gaming communities on the planet with decades of experience providing managed game services to developers that save time and unlock all the social and engagement features that players love. Now Xbox Live is set, uh, is about to get much bigger. Xbox Live is, ex- is expanding from 400 million gaming devices and a reach of over 68 million active players to over 2 billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. Get a first look at the SDK to enable game developers to connect players between iOS, Android, and Switch in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store or on Windows PCs. So, Microsoft is pretty serious about moving their game services beyond the Xbox, which is a very forward-thinking thing. (laughs) Something that could allow them to leap past Sony when we get to a world where the Sony devices actually just a window to play into their streaming service or whatever it's going to be. I'm right. kind of wondering with all these cross-platform moves they're they're trying and actually doing making um 
I wonder if they're just going to get out of the hardware business entirely. I thought about that. I thought about that the other day when I when this article popped up. Like it, it feels like they're just ready to like, okay, we're not selling the units we need to sell. So let's much like Sega, I think, did the same sort of thing. They were like, we're not selling the units, but we're selling the games. People still want to play these games. Yeah. So I think they may be taking a similar backseat and just letting you know other Which is- hardware developers. You know, ride the wave. It's kind of crazy to me that this would happen to the people who put out the Xbox 360 rather than, you know, the Wii U, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody was saying this about Nintendo, and Nintendo hasn't. They would be dead, but now they have the highest hardware sales. So it's it's a very volatile industry, clearly, but... um, Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. You see it in the decisions that they made. They've had, like, seven different game... Not seven, but, like... They've had several big game show announcements of like we've acquired five studios. Here's all of them. Like that's happened several times in the past couple of years. Right. So the idea that you would be able to pay ten dollars a month to get the Xbox Game Pass on a Nintendo Switch is kind of awesome. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That well, be nuts? and just think like you know if they're making all these acquisitions of studios. Maybe they just want to get into publishing, so they're still making money, but they don't have to do any of the work. Well, and that's the thing. Like They, it, they if, get all the oversight they want to have, and they do a little bit of spending, but they get to reap the same rewards as if they were developing. Rather uh, than making it so that you can sell Xbox Game Pass to just people with PCs and Xboxes, what if you could sell it to people with iOS, people right. with Android? You can make so much more money, and you are not limited by that expensive console sale up front. Right. One small related thing that I remember reading is they changed Microsoft Studios to Xbox Studios recently. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if that really helps my theory that they might get out of the hardware business, but who I knows? Mean, I mean, little... an Xbox could it could be any box you have, you know, and like bam, Microsoft shit lives in it, you know. Maybe that's part of their new business model is that any box you have is there is an Xbox. Like that's a very yeah. yeah. And changing over from Microsoft Studios to Xbox Studios makes sense. If they wanted to detach the Microsoft name from it in in some way to make it be its own thing, like I I get that. Yeah, you know they don't want people to associate it necessarily with Microsoft yeah. directly. Yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, I I don't think it really benefits them for like people thinking about their frustrations with Windows and, and yeah. like Office or something. I don't think anybody's ever frustrated with Office really. <laughs> but um, like, have you ever tried to do a mail merge? Oh no, that sounds awful. Though <laughs> that was a joke for literally point zero 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 one percent of people out there. I mean, I I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I haven't tried it's it. It's not fun. Anyway, it seems unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't recommend trying that at home. No, no. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. It's cool. It's an interesting future. And God, wouldn't that be crazy if E3 next year Microsoft is just like, hey, we're the only ones here, and guess what? There's no more Xbox. You all have an Xbox in your pocket right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone then, pull out your phone. Yeah. We're this gonna, is the new we're Xbox. We're going to force feed you a new Xbox <laughs> app that you're going to love. Keep your Xbox One controller, but get rid of your Xbox One because you can hook it up to your iPhone and play all of our games. Yeah. Like That'd be incredible. That'd be nuts. Especially if they figured out com- compression in the sense that it actually makes like, you know, 
Uh, yeah. Supposedly well, they have. And it's there. I mean, that playing Pied Piper shit. <laughs> playing PlayStation Now and things like that works when you have a really robust internet connection. But so not everybody has that. So if it's going to benefit anybody, like they need to figure out how to make it so it, it's actually usable for people who don't have good internet. Well, yeah. I mean, like Microsoft has been working on their own streaming stuff too. Yeah. And I don't. I that's, have no doubt that up, they're going the to do too. a better job of it than Sony is. They're just they're they're good at like hardware and network engineering and stuff. And they certainly have a more software based infrastructure software, than so, like yeah. nobody nobody's buying Sony Vegas or whatever anymore except for Corey when I told him to buy it because he wanted a video editor. But um, <laughs> it like the fact that. Microsoft has all of this experience in network infrastructure and things like that gives them so much more experience to be able to build something than rather Sony yeah. who's like we had to acquire Gaikai and all these other things in order to get that stuff off the ground so it makes They sense. have more like uh server resources and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, I can tell when I download a game from Xbox Live and it takes like no time and my Sony games take all damn day. <laughs> Well, because they have to prepare to download, download. Oh yeah, and then when they unpack the download, I installed the 16 gigabyte Resident Evil remake version on PS4 last night in less than 10 minutes. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. You also have a fiber. Yeah, but it also means that Sony has the infrastructure to serve me. So I don't have. I don't have shitty internet, and it still doesn't work well. (laughs) You also get your your updates automatically downloaded when your PS4 is. Maybe you guys just need to say good words about Sony on our podcast, (laughs) and they'll serve you properly. Sony can suck my balls. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next. Switch games are finally getting proper voice chat thanks to Vivox. Vivox? Vivox? I don't know. But they're the guys who make Fortnite's uh, in-game chat, and they're releasing the SDK for other developers to use, which is awesome because apparently that voice chat works really, really well. You can just plug in a headset, and it works. You don't need a fucking dongle. Yeah. You don't need to link your cell phone to it or anything. It just works. It kind of just makes me mad that this isn't part of the Switch then. (laughs) Well, it's it's part of the... If it's clearly possible. What I would love on Switch is Discord. (laughs) Like, just give me Discord I mean, I would love Discord on all my consoles. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Because then I could just pop in a Discord chat channel with anybody on any platform yeah like this, they made the steps for that to kind of be a thing on xbox and it hasn't gone fully that way yet oh, this it probably still, will though this still doesn't fix the fact that if i want to play splatoon 2 with you guys in a team i can do that that's the other game i played over the weekend that's good i revisited that there's some differences with it but yeah i'm sure yeah there's been a lot of yeah they updated still a lot but it's, it's still fun and it still has that overly awesome japanese music yes yeah. the music's still awesome and yeah. a great uh app experience for you to chat with your friends while no. you play the game yeah i just played this straight but no. yeah anyways it's this this is cool this well is no good... that's the weird thing about it was that people figured out if you played a local game I think like on the same switch or no, no, like, like ad you, hoc? Were, you were playing ad hoc. You could hook up a, a headset just like this with Splatoon 2. And it's the <laughs> only way you can do it, which is weird because you'd all be in like the same room anyway. Or Interesting. Something. Yeah, it was something like that. I might be misremembering it a little bit, but no, it would be great. Could you it, imagine having like eight people in a room playing ad hoc without the headsets and that music <laughs> is just pouring out of eight tinny speakers like all of them like milliseconds off from each other piercing so, yeah. your ears it, uh. it, it it's like a chorus of Nintendo switches 
Uh, I uh, I think this is good. It's just it's just, weird. It must mean that like if the developer wants to support it server side, it's a lot easier than supporting it client side on the Switch itself, right? Well, like yeah, that's got to like, be what's going on. But that's they just need to make Discord work on the Switch in the background. But I think that's what the problem is: is they don't have the processing power to do that and play your game and have a battery life longer than five minutes, probably. But how is it any different than this? Because this is all going like I mean, I know of, it's all through the game at the same all time. All of the but... audio stuff must be handled by the servers of Fortnite or Vivox, their their SDK or whatever is right. handling all of that processing of the voice. Which is why it sounds worse when you use game chat rather than using like a party system on PlayStation or a Discord. Well, I don't know server. how how bad does it sound on Fortnite. I haven't tried it. I so. always think the voice chat sounds bad on like in games, but like even in Destiny, it always sounds like garbage to me unless you get into a PlayStation party. Like that's typically yeah. my experience. But um, I think that's because it's all all of the processing's happening on the server, and then it comes down to you so that you don't have to do all of that work on the console itself right right and that must be what's allowing the switch to do it in these cases gotcha but i don't know anyways exciting nonetheless promising for the future of the switch uh sea of thieves has a free trial uh february 6th until the 16th I think it's all the way through February. Uh, no, so starting February 6th, there's a promotion that allows current Sea of Thieves owners and Xbox Game Pass subscribers to invite up to three friends to play the game for free. That's for the week, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but if you redeem one of those passes, you can also get a 35% discount on the game until February 27th. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I just wanted to put this out there in case anyone wants to play. I do own the game, so you can ask me personally. You own it I too? I do you. as well, yes. I've got Game Pass, so we can give it to nine people if you want. If you want to try. Anybody has try a, it out. For a, week. a PC or an Xbox. We're not going to play it with you. We'll just give you the code. I'll, I'm just I'll play. We'll I believe play a little bit. this coincides with the launch of the newest uh, DLC that cool. is a, a PvP-specific area called the oh, Arena. The arena, yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, that's not currently announced yet, but it was supposed to launch early this year. So maybe it will happen like okay. before the end of February. Maybe not. I yeah. I was, I was explaining cause, cause, uh, this popped up while I was at work and I was talking to Josh and, uh, we, I bet he was like, so what, what is this game like? And I was like, if you want to be a troll, this is the game yeah. for you. This is yeah. the best game for trolling any, anyone and everyone. Uh, so he seemed to really want to give it a shot. So I'll be throwing him a code. Gladish says he's yes. in, so we'll have to throw him cool. a code. It's definitely one of the most unique gaming experiences you can have. It yeah. is fun it's, as fuck. Like it, in no other game can you run around somebody with a hurdy gurdy playing any song yeah. and annoy the <laughs> hell out of them. It's That's amazing. my favorite thing to do. Shooting your friends out of cannons. That alone we'll, is worth fifty nine ninety nine. We'll have to get Gladish a code today so he can get it downloaded. I don't. Sure. I don't know how long. It's, I think it's only, what do we say, like a week? Yeah, so well, it'll once be you activate f- it, I believe, it's a week from that day. Oh, but uh, okay. I got you. Well, no, I think you can get the codes this week. So how long can they play? I, I think know. the codes you can get from the 6th all the way up to the 27th. No, I th- so it's starting February 6th, Rare and Microsoft will offer a week-long promotion that allows Sea of Thieves owners and Xbox Game Pass subscribers to invite up to three friends to play the game. 
it's a little poorly Any worded. player who redeems the code for the free week. So, yeah, you probably get to play the game for a free week, but yeah. I don't know. And then you can purchase it after that up okay. until the 27th. So you may only get seven days. At this point, you may only get four days. We're not sure. Uh, Friends Play Free is live for the next three days, 15 hours, 57 minutes, and three seconds. Okay, so it was up until the 13th. Oh, uh, whoops. But at least if we give you this code, you'll be able to buy it if you like it, and you'll have a little bit of time to try it out. Right. So that's cool. See if Thieves continuing to be in the news, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, two more stories. Activision Blizzard employees brace for massive layoffs. Mm. So. I don't feel like this writing was on the wall. Like, yeah, they've been doing weird stuff, but like, has there been anything that really made us think like, oh, they're gonna fire everybody? I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what to expect from them anymore. Like, what are these people working on? Is this? It's not the Call of Duty team, right? Well, some of it they could explain. It made sense to me. Like there are a lot. There's a lot of staff on hand that was working on interface bungee people, like social stuff for for yeah for okay. bungee and all that. But I mean that are obviously not employed by bungee. They were employed by Activision Blizzard, and they're not needed anymore because bungee is separating from them, and they're going to be taking care of all that stuff themselves. Yeah. Um. However, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to not read this article and just think that people are being greedy. Yeah, so this Instead is... Instead of taking a decent pay cut for being a shitty person or being poor at, like, leading your your company, company yeah. they're just going to lay off a couple hundred people. It seems like Jason Schreier has been hearing that it might happen before Tuesday, which would be their their quarterly earnings call. That sounds about right. Um Jason Schreier's rarely wrong, too. Bloomberg's reporting that layoffs would take place on Tuesday, a number in the hundreds, as Brian just said. Uh, and, yeah, so Bobby Kotick, CEO, whose salary in 2017 was roughly $28.6 million, uh, probably still making more than that while everybody else gets fired. But, um, yeah, no, and then yeah, I guess in December they killed that Heroes of the Storm esports program. Mm-hmm. So and they cut down the development team there. Like, I don't know, they're just not having a good time. Black Ops Four was successful, but uh, they lost Destiny Two. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, Forsaken didn't sell as much as they wanted. Yeah, which was probably still a lot though. Yeah, but you know. No, it seems like they are going to, you know, uh, it's hard to think, oh, man, Activision's in trouble because they're such a giant and they have Blizzard. (laughs) Yeah. But who knows? Like, it's not like, I mean, I'm sure World of Warcraft is doing great and still bringing in money. People still playing Diablo 3 and you got people playing StarCraft and... They got the World of Warcraft vanilla coming out, like yeah, I Overwatch. Mean, I don't have any. I, I'm sure Blizzard will be fine, but uh, who knows? It sucks for all the people that are losing their jobs, and hopefully yeah. they land somewhere that is going to treat them better than yeah. Activision. From what I understand, um, like the software development industry is pretty good about 
reaching out and like trying yeah. to get people jobs. Yeah, usually but, that seems like. I mean, that's obviously, the case. not everyone's going to be that lucky. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, it's just another another story in the long line of people like Telltale not really planning on downsizing things properly and kind of screwing yeah. things up that way. But yeah. John, this last one's you. Uh, Anthem's update roadmap outline plus Bioware shares endgame details. Uh, so they did have... Uh, they released a bunch of info about the endgame stuff. So pilot level is 30. That's the game's level cap. And uh, once you get to there, it unlocks three different difficulty modes. Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. The higher you set your difficulty, the better chance you have to score rare gear and cosmetic items. Uh and then they have different objective types like challenges, contracts, and strongholds. And you'll get better gear and bigger shit as you progress through those. They did also have a put up some form of schedule if you scroll down in this article. Uh, so you can see. Or maybe it's in the images. Yeah, Can't right there. Events? Yeah. So the first, um, the first release is in March. So called Act 1 Echoes of Reality. I don't know what the hell that is, but it looks, it's got cool artwork. There's cool artwork all around, actually. Ongoing narrative. I like that idea. So, they did that with Forsaken yeah. this yeah. time, and it worked really well. Yeah. It made things feel way less uh, like repetitive. Leading into new DLC week. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I just gave away all three of my codes for Sea of Thieves <laughs> okay. to people that oh, we cool. know. But um, So we have six more, maybe. We're going to play Tuesday night for sure. I can do that. Gladish is available Tuesday night to play, so let's do that. I think I I can make that happen. I can probably do Wild West Wednesday this week as well. Cool. Which would be great. All right. Anyways, um, yeah, so everybody's concerned with Anthem not having much going on. I think there's a lot of cool shit that's going to happen. So I think we should get excited for this game. I really want to be excited for this game. I want other people to be excited for this game. Yeah, so it says within Act 1, starting March 2019... You're going to get new events, quality of life improvements, new rewards, expanded progression system, new stronghold, guilds and leaderboards, new missions, and the cataclysm. Like, guilds makes me think that we can have our own clan. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Which well, is cool. And the cataclysm may be sounding like a raid type thing. Yeah, probably. Raid level kind I'm of I'm sure deal. they'll have that type yeah. of event. Yeah, and stronghold seems like the strike parallel, right? Yeah, something like that. There, yeah, from strongholds are like strikes, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I just like I'm 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 really excited. I'm more excited for Anthem than anything at this point. And I know a lot of people are are like really, they're just skeptical of skeptical EA. of this of the game in general and EA and who they are and everything. But I think. Um, you have to give them a little bit of faith in the sense that they've been watching other games of this type fail for the past like three years. They have to have learned or, something. Yeah. You, you, I hope so. I hope so because that Fa- means I'm sorry, that they fail and be reborn. Yeah, I wouldn't say they've failed, but they've they've, they've, they've gone through growing pains and yeah, they've learned from that. I'm I sure. just watched yeah. an episode of Home Improvement where the oldest brother Brad got <laughs> got in trouble for getting uh-huh? for yeah. For for having some weed and, uh, oh, no. and at the end of the episode, Jill is basically just like, "Brad's getting off easy because you guys have the ability to learn from his mistakes." So Anthem 
Destiny and Division and those games might have been getting off easy, but Anthem, Anthem is, is going to be the one. No, Anthem is the younger kids. Oh, I'm Anthem sorry. is the one that has the ability to learn from the mistakes of all of these right. other games. Which is why I'm I'm giving it that bit of faith. I didn't necessarily want to spend the hundred bucks on Premium Origin, but I did, and I'm giving it faith. And the thing is, if it's that awesome. I know people who don't have PCs and want to play this game. I will buy it on PlayStation to play with you if it is that awesome. And it just means that if they don't capitalize on the time that they've taken to make this game, if they don't improve on those things that were bad in the other games, that means they'll get judged that much harder I mean, by the, everybody else. Everyone so. shit all over the beta because of the fact that... I'm sorry, it's not even a beta. It was a demo. They shit all over the demo not knowing that the demo is literally six full updates behind the final what it was currently the final release and at this point it's probably closer to like 10 updates that it was behind is my guess because they've been updating this shit constantly to get get it ready for launch so i i don't know i'm i'm just i i'm giving them faith i want this game to be great and i think it will be and i hope people give it a shot yeah great no i hope it's good we'll see friday cool Speaking of shitting on things, I guess we should move on to <laughs> Apex Legends and the Division 2 beta, right? I'm not going to shit on any of this stuff. We'll see. I All promise. Right. I promise right now, you have my word, I will not overly shit on either of these overly. two things. Only a, a moderate to Because shitting. I was told this weekend that I shit on games way too hard, <laughs> uh, specifically like two games that Destiny? I shit on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this one. I wonder who, who told you that. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> so I was told I sometimes... Uh, well, I don't remember the word he used, but... You're just like all the YouTubers out there. He that, or she. That, that this person is forced to watch. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, let's talk about Apex Legends. Let's, let's talk about that. So I'll start. Apex Legends is a Battle Royale game made by Respawn, who did Titanfall and Titanfall 2. It uh, is teams... Squads of three... Uh, and you 20 play squads of three. 20 squads of three, 60 players total. Uh, this game was announced Monday and released Monday. Yes, and it is basically a what I would consider some form of PUBG meets Overwatch sort yeah. of setup. That's a the, pretty good assessment. The yeah. best way that I can put it. Uh, you have characters who have abilities that give them some form of tactical advantage if utilized properly during gameplay, but all in all is a standard uh, battle royale in that you drop in a specific point, you collect items to make yourself more useful, and you try to be the last man standing. You can get loot boxes that give you cosmetics for your characters and they, different things like that. They look almost exactly like Overwatch you boxes when they credits down. that you can spend on loot boxes or on new characters that they're Just going like to be Overwatch. releasing throughout. Uh, doesn't everybody get like Bastion and them for free? You don't have to pay for characters, well, right? Uh, the character thing, yeah, no, yeah. that's new. But I mean, like you can get currency from the loot boxes yes. in that to yes. eat, to spend on items. But when but every, you're... everything is cosmetic, there's no pay to win here. Well, you do have to pay for new characters. But that's not going to give you necessarily it's... a distinct advantage. Is my point? I don't know yet. I don't know. Like. I, I've never I haven't I there's two characters right now that you have to pay for, right? Yeah. Out of the eight that they have released. But you can but, get you can get you can buy those with the currency you can earn in game. Yeah, and you have to you get like six hundred every level and you need twelve thousand for a character. Yeah, it doesn't so you take have that to long. you have to 
what is that 20 levels it's comparable to like rainbow six except i would say it's not gonna take as long as it takes to yeah unlock it an and obviously six. they will balance the legends or the characters as they're known so nobody's supposed to have a distinct advantage over another but what mm-hmm. if you play in a squad of people that have like four of the characters that have come out since the game's launch and well, who knows i guess anyway that only time will tell with that i guess yeah graphically it looks really good it runs really smoothly i don't have the most epic awesome pc in the world and it it looks great on my computer it runs great i was mm-hmm. getting a consistent at least 144 frames i want to say this is free through origin yes by the way. free through origin if you have origin premium you get uh, a couple extra weapon skins i believe and also uh 1000 of the premium credit so you can yeah. buy one of the additional characters that's currently locked no yes that's not enough yeah it is a thousand a thousand um, of it's the, a, it's the premium currency. Oh. Premium one, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. because I think a, a character costs it's, either six it's like or six fifty. I think it was okay. six fifty. Because okay. I think I I ended up with uh, yeah. I'll probably buy one of those or seven fifty. Not maybe. sure which I one yet. I, I ended up, this is also on PS4 and Xbox for free as yes. well. So. Yes, and they are anticipating crossplay at some point. Yeah, not cross uh like not cross per, progression. Yeah, cross progression. No, but crossplay. Yes. So. Let's get into the thick of it. Uh, the gunplay is great. It feels really good. The movement is awesome. The sprinting and sliding is really cool. Your abilities yes. are pretty rad. Uh, Mirage, for instance, has the ability to create decoys to throw people off your trail. Or if you get killed and downed, he will release a decoy that people will shoot at instead of you, hopefully. So yeah. it gives you a chance to try and get away. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the... The I don't know the characters names. names. Of yeah, the, I only play as Mirage because he was the premium one that I unlocked. But so it, we should say everybody. You said everybody has abilities, but everybody has one passive ability, one like character class ability, and then one ultimate ability right. that builds up over time in the match. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. As it is battle royale, the ring shrinks throughout the 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 match, so everybody gets concentrated into certain parts of the map. Um, and yeah, no. It's it's a very tight controlling game. Yes. Which is uh, awesome. Gladish says the aiming sucks, which I'm thinking he thinks the aiming sucks because it was sticky aim, but which you can toggle off. Um, so when you aim down sights, you press the button once to aim down sights. You press it again to stop aiming down sights. You can turn that off so it's more yeah. like Rainbow Six where you can hold it to aim yep. and vice versa. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't understand the aiming sucks thing. Yeah, well, I, I asked him to clarify in the, in, in the chat. But beyond that... Overall, it is a very well put together game that has been released for free by a pretty like substantial studio that it's, has made a very good name of itself. It's very obvious they really thought about the what was wrong with a lot of the other Battle Royale games and improved upon it. Yes. Too. The idea that someone in your squad is deemed the jump master and you can just follow their lead to yeah, land automatically. in a place. You can choose to or you can release from yes. them and go yes. off on your own thing, but which that's, is cool. That's fucking great because I, I honestly feel like, specifically for some reason, um, Call of Duty Blackout, the number one reason I lose within the first couple minutes is not being able to follow my squad mates properly yeah. when I jump. And that like that kind of ruins everything. Yeah. 
Um, and that's not a problem with this game because I can just, you know, leave it on autopilot, let the jump master deal with it. I mean, autopilot's a good term to utilize for the, for a lot of different aspects of this game, especially like the pinging system. Like if you, you can ping, uh, people or areas like with your mouse. So like if you spot an enemy, you can ping them with your mouse and the game will tell your teammates that you have spotted someone like your character speaks Mm -hmm out loud as things are happening yeah, and it changes the reticle too right so you don't necessarily have to use voice chat because a lot of times people play online but they don't want to talk to other people so this game kind of does the talking it, for it, you yeah it goes one step further too and you can also hold the ping button down and it brings up a radio menu and you can like manually pick different types of pings that's cool. I didn't like, know. like if you want to ping an area, be like, I'm going to loot this area. You can ping it and it'll say that. That's cool. You can also ping loot items to, to tell somebody, oh, there's a 6X scope over here. I know yeah. you have a, a sniper it, rifle. Come and get it. That kind of thing. It's, that seems like such a simple thing, but that right there like makes this game so much easier to play with random people than any other game, period, I think I've played. Right. Because yep. it allows you to stay focused on the game and you don't have to like stop for a second and try to figure out how to describe to your teammate which building you're in or yeah. anything like that. Which, you look at your compass or whatever. Like You can literally just ping something. They can see the ping pop up and spin to where it is and go to it, and it's a done deal. Um, this game does a lot of things really, really well. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's a Battle Royale game. I don't like Battle Royale games. Yeah. That's I, the only way I'm going to shit on this game is I just don't like them. I don't think they take a ton of skill other than like it's all chance in where you drop, what weapons you pick up. And that's well, you it. get to pick where you drop. I know you get to pick where you drop, but it, you're playing... Which weapons you find is chance. But, yes. But you can put yourself in a position to where you will get weapons before someone else, and then hopefully... I mean, this, these things take practice, but I, I mean, I disagree that there's no skill involved. There's definitely a skill involved in these types of it's games. It's very minimal. But is there luck involved as well? Yes. 100%. It's not just a pure luck game, though. This is not a casino game. There's loot boxes, though. <laughs> Fair enough. You walked into that one. <laughs> I can I can hear that coming out of John's mouth before I finish my sentence. No, I I agree with John a lot. I think it's a very well designed game. It's the best uh, battle royale that I've played. As somebody who didn't play back Blackout, but it's it's a it's a big name publisher throwing a lot of money behind a project, and it's very slick. It plays and then great. giving it away. I mean, it feels even, great. Even Player Unknown came out on Twitter and said congratulations on to respawn for releasing Apex, a very polished, clean blah blah blah. Like kind of just gate, like just was sitting there brown nosing respawn, and respawn came back and said. We stand on the shoulder of giants. Like, how respectable of an interaction nice. could you possibly have? Like, well, it's good. It's good to know that Player Unknown has gotten there after being like, "I'm gonna sue Fortnite for stealing my shit." Yeah. Well, I think he realizes that you can't. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like telling, it'd be like Tetris suing Puyu Puyu like, only, before they decided to just band together and make or Doctor Mario. Yeah, it's, or it's, like it's it's columns. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it's just it, it took him like seven different battle royales coming out to get to the point where he's like, I need to congratulate these people because I, I, I can can't be believe it's taken human. this many to get so many things right. To eat is my my shock. Like well, I thought, Blackout was pretty. Blackout's very polished. And Blackout's nice, extremely polished. But I have for for whatever reason, I have weird lag issues in that game that I didn't even have with PUBG, and and that kind of kills it for me. 
And that's um, the thing. The polish on this game is so far above what I remember of PUBG and what I know from Fortnite. Like, literally nothing feels as good as this game in Battle Royale games that I've touched. In yeah. Games. Like, it's... it's. I mean, it really... It, it feels like... It's, it's fluid and snappy like Titanfall was. But, I mean... Obviously, there's there's no wall running and stuff like that. There's some cool other mechanics, though. Like, the one... I love the classes. The classes are cool. That adds, like, a good, like, element of variety that will keep this game fresh longer, I think, in my eyes. Yeah. Because um, I've only tried out two of them, and I, I like those two so much that I haven't even touched the other ones yet. Yeah. Like, the one that you were playing that tracks people and stuff, yep. I, think, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, uh, like I was playing the chappy. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know his name. He looks Pathfinder, like Pathfinder. I believe Pathfinder. is his name. He's a robot that looks yeah. a lot like chappy. Yeah. One, like one of his like passive abilities is he can hack, um, these little like radar turret or radar terminals, terminals, terminals on top of buildings. And it'll tell you where the next circle is going to be. Yeah. The interplay between the characters. Yeah. With like how you can complement how each other works, you've got another girl who can who can use her class ability to call down a cache that has like uh, I, more items in yeah. it, like three items in it. You can uh, the there's at least two different people that have different types of like big artillery like drop like fires that you can do. Uh, like either a very guided one or one that yeah. kind of progresses across the field. And then there's um, the tracker guy who can like track enemy footsteps. Uh, yeah. His his passive ability is he can see warm footsteps like recent areas, and his a- his active ability that you have to activate is he can see colder footsteps to detect mm-hmm. people that are further away at that point. Yeah. Um. And then uh, what was the other one? There, I can't remember her name. Is it Wraith? Yeah. yeah it's Wraith has the ability. To, to make portals which is extremely helpful in a firefight where like when we were playing with Corey, he would create a portal to zip us out of there if yep. we had to if, if we needed to get out of a firefight yeah. and that was extremely effective like these these uh these abilities were like very well thought out yeah the the character i was playing could make zip lines and had yeah. a grappling hook yep. which was really cool I've also gotten more kills in this battle royale than any, and that's like six kills total, I think, between the two. It is definitely played, a smaller but, map, and it but forces it's probably more interaction. one of the best maps because it has more variety and more verticality to it than yeah. what I'm used to. I don't think I've made it to a single instance where the circle shrank because it, as soon as I drop, <laughs> I'm dead. So. It's like my parachute doesn't work and I just face plant on the pavement and die. I I was complaining the other day about how it didn't feel like I liked about PUBG that you could drop somewhere that it felt like nobody was. Yeah. In this game, it doesn't feel so much that way. But then as soon as I said that, I got into a match with Corey and a a rando of some kind to we we dropped in like the far end of the, the, the map and there was literally nobody there until we got closer. But then there were like three other squads on top of us. Because it was like two rings in, I think. Yeah. So, um, no, I think it's very good. It's a very high quality game for the fact that it's free, and I think that's awesome. It's cool that this is now a thing that's out there the, that people are doing. I, I guess but, mechanically, the other thing worth mentioning would be the respawn thing, because none, yes. none of the battle royale games let you respawn, but this one does. Yeah. yeah. Not just if you get knocked. If you get knocked, you can get revived. If you get knocked yeah. and somebody kills you, though. Uh, your teammate can collect your banner and res- re- respawn you. Which yeah, is you have to go to a terminal rad. 
and it takes a little bit of time, so you kind of have mm-hmm. to plan for it. But and you I did it again. successfully before. I was playing with randos. We like they both died right in the beginning, and I didn't. I wiped the squad that took them out, and then like I carried them with me like halfway across the map. It's interesting Respawned because them. it we did pretty well. It makes you want to continue spectating after because yeah. that's never a thing. Like in PUBG, yeah, obviously if your squad is around, you might want to watch. Like if you're playing with friends, but if you were playing with randos, you're gone. However, in this game, the idea that you could be respawned at some point kind of makes you invest into the match a little bit more, which is cool. So Yeah. Gladish says he enjoys Fear the Wolves more than Apex, even though Fear the Wolves definitely needs more time. He's literally the only person I know that's talked about. I that didn't game. even know that I game didn't even know it existed until, until I yeah. saw him playing, and I was like, "Is this actually a game?" He mentioned that it was like free or whatever, free to uh, try at some point last but, week, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and then I never checked it out. But like, I have not heard anybody else talking about it. And like, I'd any be of the interested in trying it out to. and just seeing what's what. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Corey, suck it. I didn't shit on the game as hard <laughs> as you thought I would, and you can go fuck yourself. Because, um, you know, like I said, the only thing I don't like about it is it's Battle Royale. I'm just not a fan of that gameplay. Yeah, and you're totally allowed to like or dislike a game. That's the thing, is that if you shit on something, you don't have to, like, if people shit on a game that you like, then that's one person shitting on the game that you like. It doesn't mean that you can't like it. And I told Corey, I was like, if you played more than just three games, I wouldn't have to shit on two-thirds of them. So <laughs> I think that's also a valid response. Well, and then to say something, like Corey, the man who has played the most Destiny out of everybody in the world, um, has said, like, this game, he feels this game pulling him more, like as much as Destiny did. when it That's was pretty newer, impressive. Which is pretty crazy for somebody to say, but... Um, for somebody to him, like for well, him to say that, there's a pretty hard push for them to bring back three v three limb trials in Destiny right now, and I think that would actually get me back into Destiny. I really I liked that mode a lot. There is a huge push for that right now, so it it just works better than for some reason four v four just feels like a bunch of people standing on opposite sides of the map shooting at each other. Yeah, and three v three like there's more movement involved, people coordinating and yeah. doing something. Yeah, it's so. faster. But I yeah. would be all about that too. But I also haven't given up on Destiny, and I still like playing it. I just haven't had a chance to play it this week. Gladys says that Fear the Wolves is still free to play until Tuesday if you want to check it out, and the PVE stuff is really cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to give it a try. Yeah. All right, let's hit the Division 2 beta. Um, so the Division 2 beta opened up this weekend it had two main story missions playable in normal and hard five side missions and other activities in the open world one out of three dark zones were playable there is pvp con in conflict mode uh the skirmish like mode type is available and one invaded mission which is end game content in a level cap of 30 with the new survivalist sharpshooter and demolitionist specializations um i haven't done any of that end game stuff i have currently only played the story missions and a couple of the side missions and it's the division that's i it is it feels like the division did i would say that graphically it looks better than the first game especially because i do have the first one on pc and i can vouch for that did you ever switch to direct x12 i did not so i do feel switch. like it looks actually better that way too maybe I'll, I'll test it out um the gunplay feels very much the same but the guns themselves feel better 
I don't know how to explain it. Other, than, I was reading about that actually, and it, it just sounds like they put more thought into like the variety of weapons available and how they feel. Yeah, like I really liked using the uh, semi-automatic rifles that I had. Um, those those like seemed to work really well. They were powerful yet uh, not like overpowered. I did end up at some point picking up a uh, like a marksman's rifle, which, which seemed like ridiculous the amount of damage it was doing. Yeah, um, I do really like the way. Uh, enemies don't feel like bullet sponges anymore. I feel like the critical hits to the headshots seem to do more damage, which is nice. Uh, the armored en- enemies are really cool. Having to ping off their armor to expose them and then be able to do more oh, damage cool. to them is really cool. Um, but yeah, all in all, it just it feels it feels like a logical progression in the division storyline, and it seems really. Like I'm, I'm into it. Like I think it's cool. I'm excited for this, but not as much as Anthem. But I'm still excited for this. I, yeah, I feel like I was more excited for this before I played the beta. I didn't play it that much, um, but I was just I spent most of the time being frustrated that like I was really hyped about playing it on PC. Yeah, and I fucking hate the PC controls. Yeah, like they're. The stickiness like, of them? Mostly just the menus. They just don't make any sense. Yeah, you have to double-click stuff like, in the menu? Yeah, I mean, um, I do, that doesn't make any sense. No. So I, the first <laughs> I thought my mouse wasn't working <laughs> yeah, right. And too. I was like, oh, you just have to... Rein- Some things you have to double-click. <laughs> other things you have to hit spacebar. And other things you have to hold F. It's a nightmare. <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, so anyways. Ubisoft has made a lot of g- menus and good menus. Like, The Division had great... They had a great UI, like when but I played, you played it, on it with Xbox. a controller on Xbox. Yeah, I put my Xbox controller hooked back up for this. Seems to work perfectly well. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I ended do up that. <laughs> I ended up doing that too, and I had a lot less complaints about the game. But, uh, it still sucks that I can't use my PlayStation controller with this either. Like, I don't know why that's a thing right now. Because hmm. you need the dongle. I have the dongle, and it's not working. No, it Weird. wouldn't work wired either. So huh. I could only pl- I can plug in my 360 controller. Is there some my weird, wireless 360 controller? Some weird software it. you need to install or something? There shouldn't be. I mean, everything on Steam just supports it outright, and yeah. I don't understand why that's not ubiquitous now. Like it should be <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> Use some your ubiquitous software, but yeah. Uh, we weren't allowed to use the full character creator this time around. It was all randomized, yeah. and I ended up with the coolest looking dude in he's the world. Cool. <laughs> um, he, he's just my it's, guy. It's just like, looks like a trashy hipster guy. Yeah, mine's like Sam Jackson and Owen Wilson had a baby, and he grew up and grew a <laughs> sweet Fu Manchu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He looks amazing. Um, I look for. I hope they actually have a real character editor. Yeah, me too. I don't want to just um, randomize it because I don't think I'll. If, I mean, if it's the randomization random, was really good, I don't think I'll I, end up with as awesome of a looking person yeah. as I have now. If it is random, in I the mean, I love game. character creators. Though me too. And I'll spend two hours in the character creator. Oh yeah, I don't. I love just I randomize and then go. Yeah, uh, Alex, you had complained about the stickiness of the controls at some point, right? Like the cover system, or no? Uh, I mean, I don't love cover shooters that much, but it didn't bother me too much. I mean, it, it, I had to get used to it a little bit in order to navigate the, the, the world, the world better, especially when you're in contact, you're trying to fight people. Like it's really hard for me. Like, Oh, I accidentally hit the button to make me leap over this thing rather than move (laughs) to a different one. Well, okay. So in, in the controls, you can tweak a lot of that stuff. 
Yeah, and, and I, I yeah. didn't spend one a lot of the of time main doing ones that. that I tweaked was I turned I turned on parkour mode. You did that? Okay, yes. I did that by default, and all it made me do was constantly jump over cover when I was trying to get to cover. Yeah, well, that's it. that's what that does. But if you the thing is, so if you're sprinting in parkour mode, you will automatically jump over low obstacles. That's sweet. So it's, it's, it's it turns it into like awesome. Assassin's Creed ish. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you are sprinting and you're approaching something, as you're approaching it, if you tap A, he'll just cover to it instead okay. of hopping over it. So you kind of have to alter well, the way you play. Well, I kept that up. Yeah, yeah you but do it, have to alter it. It works really well, and that's I cool. like it was just so nice to be able to run and not have to worry about obstacles because normally, like if you're just sprinting and you're trying to get from a to b you have to like dip around things or like you know utilize the jump mechanic which causes you have to like hold down b in order to like jump over stuff this just does it for you yeah, automatically that's it was, cool it was perfect so i had um, some real weird bugginess uh oh i had some awesome bugs man so like the first mission you're basically trying to get up to like right when you load in you're trying to get up to the white house and there's this big area of enemies to kill and i did that once and then i got in and because it's a beta i ended up getting kicked because like a connection issue or something so then i came back in and i had to start that over again which okay fine whatever it didn't take that long but then I made it all the way back to that big open area where you have to kill a bunch of people. And, like, the gate that was originally downed was just up. And I couldn't fight the people. There was no way for me to fight anybody. You needed to enter another beta code to unlock So it. then I tried it again. Did I you restarted. climb a tower and use Eagle Vision? No, I couldn't. I, didn't, uh, yeah. I couldn't find the tower. But Did you hide in a haystack? Maybe wait for them to open the gate? Yeah, I couldn't do that either. Uh, but so then I reloaded, tried it again, had the exact same thing happen. I actually had to delete my character and then try it one more time. And it finally let me get through. Interesting. Uh, so that was just kind of weird. Um, and also it was kind of weird that like the first time I went through that mission, it was nighttime, but every other time I tried it, it was daytime. So I don't know if they had, maybe that's why the gate wouldn't open. Well, it was nighttime and the gate was open and then every other time was daytime. Yeah. They closed the gate during the day. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I had this awesome bug. Um, I was running through the world and I ran. I found like it, much like the the original division, you find like cell phones and things to get like lore content and everything like that. So I get the ping that says like, oh, there's a, a you know device nearby. Go over to the device, check it, get the cell phone thing going. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I forgot where I was headed. So then I pulled up the map. I was standing on a, a piece of scaffolding and there were there was a bunch of paint cans and stuff laying all over the scaffolding. And when I I went into the map and the way the map works is you're it kind of like the camera like pans over the top of your character and the map springs up from the bottom and basically um, found out where I was going. And when I got rid of the map, I think what had happened was the map system actually physically pushed all of the paint cans up into the air. (laughs) And so when I collapsed the map, a whole bunch of paint cans rained down on top of me. out of nowhere and it, it scared the shit out of me because i was like where the <laughs> fuck did those come from and then i realized like oh it must have been the map system that did that That's uh, wild. it was it was pretty crazy but it was really funny to see happen um i still i haven't tra- i haven't checked out the dark zone yet i want to do that i want to try this uh the conflict mode uh skirmish and and do the end game thing um this I, is live till wednesday thursday uh i thought it was live for like a week tomorrow? right <laughs> today i can look it up yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I've got something pulled up here, but I don't. I don't remember if it tells you exactly how long it lasts. But, um, yeah, it's it. I mean, if you like the division, oh no, it was Thursday the seventh through Monday the eleventh, so through tomorrow. If you like the division, you will most likely like this game as well. I think 
based off the beta because it just feels like a lot of the same but not in a bad way so if it's something where you wanted to expand on the story of the division one then you have that now uh, there are also like it seemed like factions and there's like different like ways to you're building up different settlements and things in the city helping out different people survive blah 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 yeah so, there seems to be a lot more people living in the city yeah it feels whereas, it feels like, more lived in yeah it was uh more abandoned and yeah yeah like over time properly people have the probably first time. grouped up more and yeah you know, makes sense uh and one of one of the things somebody pointed out um when online is when you're in the menu like loading into the game it'll flip through the stats of like the different gear that you're wearing and it'll tell you like how many people you've killed using a specific gun or for your gloves because everyone's wearing gloves it'll tell you how many car doors you've closed Mm. (laughs) like shit like that so it picks up little minute stats like that that you don't necessarily need to care about but it's just interesting that they've they're tracking that information so i did have a little trouble with the bullet sponginess of people because I didn't play through the first well, game that I mean, much, it, and it just kind of felt really weird until I got the marksman rifle and could basically headshot people in one kill. It definitely but, seems weird because they are people. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. No, like if, and, if you encounter something like that in Destiny, they're aliens, and yes, and that it, it doesn't I, you can suspend put, like, your disbelief. In, as even much, in Anthem, or, like it makes sense to me. I can yeah. put more bullets into something like that, but when it is actual humans and you hit them in the head with a gun and they don't die immediately, it's kind of like. Eh. But that's well, kind of like they're super. Like, and it's the sort of thing. The you, name Tom Clancy used to mean something in video games and. Yeah, now it, it doesn't anymore. It's, it's definitely jarring coming from. I want to go Siege. back to the days of Tom Clancy's Hawks, when, when you fly the space plane realistically. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, yeah, it's, it, it felt a little bit weird. But like, I kinda, again, it's that it's that idea that like this game is not a shooter as much as it is an RPG. And that's and fine. It, but I understand that it, it would be jarring again coming from like Rainbow Six yeah. or something where like it, you have like yeah. kills or like that's the thing is like Ghost Ghost uh, Recon Wildlands is pretty much Rainbow Six meets it's the division. The, yeah. Like you yeah. get the one shot kills yes. in everything that you would get from Rainbow Six, but it's in the division style gameplay, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Um, and so you you have that. But this is this is a little more. This game again, the first one even like they catered more towards the RPG crowd than it did the shooter crowd. And, and I think that, people who wanted a shooter were the ones who were mostly disappointed. And that's that's fine. Like it's not for everyone. Just like any game is not for everyone. But like the, battle royale, yeah, like battle, battle royale, royale games, games are not for everyone. Clearly not for everyone because they're awful. But <laughs> um, no, it it makes sense. I, like I get the game design of it but there is a there is a um just some type of psychological block to me where it doesn't quite equate and and i get that too so if that's something that might bother you it might be kind of weird to do um but it's still worth a try and the other thing is i don't know that i want this and anthem a month away from each other that yeah they feel that very, very much. samey to me. And so I think, uh, like, honestly, if I'm going to try one, I'm going to go with Anthem because it is the heavier sci-fi of the two. But And you fly. That too, yeah. I mean, I, I have, I will be playing both of them on launch. And I can, as of right now, I definitely see myself wanting to put more time into Anthem 
but much like the division, I will want to come back to it. Yeah. And so, you're going to get to a point where you run out of stuff to do anyway. That's how, right. like yeah. you're not unless you're going to be going through and grinding out loot, which you might do a little bit of, you're going to get to the point where like you run out of stuff to do. So if I love Anthem and I really adhere to the third person shooter MMO-ish game, then I might be like, okay, I want the division because I can. There, there's, it's more of that to sink my teeth into. Yeah. But if it, if I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm going to play through this because it's the thing that's out right now, I don't know that I'm going to be like, all right, I'm ready for the division on March yeah, 15th. I mean, there's so. definitely other things coming out too yeah. that we're going to want to play. Yeah. Like more Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. When yeah, and Destiny Two. Yeah. And the, yeah, Destiny Two actually the. Uh, new season with the new DLC I think will probably start within the next This is the month second pack of the season pass? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing we didn't talk about in the news is that the season four or year four operators for uh, Rainbow Six were announced. Yeah. They were released. teased and there's like a full reveal later this week at the France finals or something like I don't know some European finals somewhere it's the uh the siege invitationals mm. are going on yeah so yeah. uh and if you haven't played the new mode in siege that they've released for the siege invitationals you should definitely do it because it's exactly what they're doing in pro league right now yeah gives you a taste of pro league which is really cool yeah cool so yeah um so that's pretty much it All i right. guess i think the next thing we will be covering is most likely going to be the final release of anthem yeah. As it comes out this week. I'll probably fart around and crack down for a minute or, you know, watch a few minutes of the movie and then tune in to find out my thoughts on if it's a real video yeah. game or not. So, yeah, uh, I mean, if I have access to it on PC, then I will try it, too, for sure. I heard they actually split the multiplayer and the single player into two different like launchers, too, which is interesting. Like you can launch them individually. Which is kind of a cool idea that like more games should maybe do, but okay, yeah. So get pumped for that. In the meantime, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGamers dot com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as one dollar a month and help us keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mgmpn dot biz slash Patreon. Nope, not biz. Bz. Bz mpn.bz slash patreon yeah, that one <laughs> uh thanks again to jason k and gojo for their contributions uh and alan too even though i think his contribution isn't there for yeah. some reason but no, it was it's fine it's cool we're cool it was it's all fun. good uh and as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to uh at midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher look forward to that anthem episode uh, next in the next two weeks here and uh, we'll see you next time peace